0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Greg Taylor hails Celtic's mental strength for the tour of Japan and South Korea also announced. John Lundstrom says he's well aware of the improvements Rangers need to make and Barry Robson reveals plans for a squad overhaul this summer. I'm Andrew McLean, joining me in the studio is Simon Donnelly and Gordon DL. Yeah, an exciting weekend gone, God, um, Gordon. Sorry, <laughs> Gordon already, how many? Already. How long are we uh, into yeah. the show? <laughs> 20 seconds. 20 <laughs> seconds, Andrew, my apologies. Uh, still a lot of talking points out there. And also, an exciting weekend ahead. Starts Friday night, the championship still to be decided. A head to head with Queen's Park v Dundee. Who's got to be the winner? Who's got to take all? And obviously, relegation there as well. So, plenty of talking points. And welcome back, Andrew. Yeah, there's a lot of looking forward to do, Simon. But a game like Sunday is, is not really one that you can only have one night of reaction to. I'm sure there'll be plenty of thoughts from yeah. people on the phone about yeah, that one. Plenty of reflection, I think, watching the game. Uh, it was a bit of a theme that's it's grown through that particular fixture. You know, Celtic capitalising and ruthless on mistakes made by Rangers. Uh, we've seen it in recent times. I don't think they were at their best. They certainly had to defend at times. But as I said last week in the show, Celtic at the moment when the question is posed, they always seem to come up with the answer. Well, let's hear from you. 01419511025. Celtic fans, maybe you want to look back at the weekend or maybe you want to look ahead with this treble that looks to be getting ever closer. Rangers fans, maybe you've still got some thoughts on what happened on Sunday or maybe you want to look at the bigger picture. Talk about, you know, the fact that John Lundstrom, uh, sorry, John McLaughlin and Scott Wright, the two of those players, uh, reports today that they are part of what could be a summer clear out. How does the rest of the season look as well? We want to hear from you. 01419511025. Maybe Aberdeen fans have some thoughts on the permanent appointment of Barry Robson as well. We'll hear from him a bit later in the show. So 01419511025. Gordon, you were in the studio mm-hmm. on Sunday. You've had a bit of time to reflect. Now the dust has settled. How do you view how events unfolded well, on Sunday? Well, first and foremost, I really enjoyed the game I thought it was an exciting game uh, Andrew did everything great talking points um, Simon sums it up perfectly from a Celtic's point of view they know how to get this movie done um, you know I thought Rangers come out second half looked a lot more positive um, you know they made one or two substitutions they switched the formation a little bit but they just they huffed and the puffed they can never get there you give this Celtic team one opportunity and um, you're right, it's a mistake once again from Rangers, but take nothing away. I said it in the programme at the weekend, Midas Cross is top quality for me. It's absolutely brilliant. Rangers defence get caught napping, Jota sneaks in, easiest finish you'll ever get. And they've seen the game out, and uh, you know, you look at the Celtic side and think, if you're going to try and over overcome them, and no disrespect, and I think that the Rangers fans have had enough of the, the Ryan Kent's and Morelis's and, and people like that. You look at Sakala coming on, really should burst in it. When you're playing big games like that, you've got to score. When chances come along to Celtic, you've got to put that in the back of it. I think there's a massive rebuilding job. I think everybody concerned with Rangers knows that. But I think it'll be a brilliant summer because Rangers have got to rebuild. And the one thing that I would worry about if I was in the Rangers camp is... The man across the city, Postacoglu, 
is brilliant in the transfer market and he'll bring in better and stronger players. Yeah, Ange Postacoglu quite often talks after games about you know the players' desires to just keep on going, managing to get games over the line. That was just another <clears throat> example of that at the weekend, wasn't it? It was. It, listen, the last few games, I, I watched the, the, the Celtic game against Motherwell last week. They, they haven't been at their best. They can play a lot better. They really can. But when they, it comes to these games at the moment, they, they seem to get it over the line. They had to defend at different times. Carter Vickers, immense. Uh, the whole defence really uh, And yeah as, as Gordon touches on there Sakala is the obvious chance That he has to score Edwin similar in the, the the final recently But I just I just feel at the moment Celtic know how to get the victory In these these games And if They're offered up Any sort of opportunity You know They're not slow to take it It's a great ball by Maeda He plays it in Almost blind Just inviting Jota to come in at the back post with his, as Gordon says, a simple header, but how many times did we see that in the last two seasons? If it's a badder creeping in at the back of Barisic, this time it was Tavernier. They're just so lively. The last game at Celtic Park, capitalising on mistakes for Davis and, and John Souter. You can't give these chances to Celtic. This team take them all the time. Well, that's a taster of what Simon Donnelly and Gordon DL think, but we want to hear what you think at home. 01419511025 is the number you need. First up is Kevin, who's a Celtic fan. In Motherwell, Kevin, how do you reflect on Sunday a couple of days on? How you doing? Oh, it's just absolutely delighted, obviously, to get that airline. I phoned you guys at the end of last week and I said this was the biggest game of your season. And the boys delivered. I think there's two ways to look at the game. I think Rangers fans will look at the game and think, well, we dominated the second half and yada, yada, without even really creating anything apart from Sakala's big chance. But for me, I think we've seen two sides of Celtics play. Um, on Sunday we've seen just ruthless going forward um, cut Rangers open a few times we had, one, we had a, a big chance we took it ruthless second half quite happy to let Rangers come on to us and we defended brilliantly I think there's just two aspects to it you need to be able to do both parts well and Rangers just couldn't cope with us going forward and they couldn't cope with us at the back either we had all the answers no matter what they threw us we had the answer and it was just brilliant to watch for me. I thought, oh, oh, oh yeah, you're a bit nervous because it's only one 0 and they, they they could get a chance. There was a big chance of Sakala, but it was just great to watch how solid we were at the back. Brilliant. Yeah, we'll we'll split that up. We'll start with what Kevin's mentioned there defensively. Yeah. When people talk about <clears> the <throat> top performers at the weekend, Cameron Carter Vickers is right up there. I think he won the official man of the match. Yeah. He had a great game. Carl Starfelt had a great game often when you, you think of these matches you think of the attacking talent that Celtic have on show yeah. but those two had a, a really good game on Sunday absolutely and listen uh, your Celtic hat on you want to go and win these games 3-4-0 and get goals and, and be brilliant going forward but it doesn't always pan out that way I thought it was a typical semi-final you know it was tight uh, and as I say Sakala had the chance but Celtic defended really well when they have to and in games whether it's Rangers or whoever anybody else opposition you have to defend at times you know I know Celtic are really strong domestically and most often they are going the other way but sometimes in these games particularly a semi-final against your big rivals you have to defend and when that was posed to Celtic at the weekend you know they weren't found wanting they were, they were rock solid and they rode their luck with the wee one off the, the post which sometimes you have to do as well but out with that I thought they defended really well was you need to look at the mentality of Cameron Carter-Vickers as well because Ange Postacoglu said after the game that he won't play again this season mm -hmm. because he needs to get a knee injury looked at. Ange Postacoglu kind of joked that and said that you know it was something that he kind of hoped 
Cameron Carter Vickers had got looked at before but said you know he's a bit scared of him so we'll just let him do what he wants I know he's saying that with his tongue in his cheek but the fact that Cameron Carter Vickers you know could have decided to go away and get that looked at but he specifically wanted to to play in this game and he really showed up Well now the dust has settled I'm sure that everybody connected with Celtic is delighted that Cameron Carter Vickers made the choice to go and play because we've touched on their man of match he was absolutely sensational yeah you look at Celtic and you always talk about the middle of the park to front, you know, how they, they are in their passing, their movement, their pace, their goals, everything. I don't think they were at their very best middle to front. I know you can go to the goal and look at it and I think it is a terrific goal and I've already praised the cross and uh, obviously Jota sneaking in at the back post. So in these big games semi-final, the most important thing about semi-final, and, and Simon will tell you this, as a player, as a manager, I'm involved with win the game. Doesn't matter how you win it Win the game Because your next one's a final Right It's the biggest game So Just go out there and win the game And when Celtic had to do A different side of it Cameron Carter Vickers And I've got to give a mention To Starfelt as well He comes in for a bit of criticism And Some people Do have a A, a go at him now and again And I think it's because Sometimes he comes out from the back And he gets caught With a sloppy pass But his defending Is yeah. absolutely brilliant and I, and I don't think he gets enough credit I for that I don't think that pairing has been beaten domestically When the two of them play mm. Since they came to the club Which is incredible I, and, th- and I think possibly once I think they, they played together for the semi-final so, last year Right. I think they played together But I think that's so the only that, game in, in pretty, almost two it's years It's pretty good You know, they, 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 they came in Starfield came in for a bit of stick At the, the, the start of his Celtic career uh, And maybe he isn't as good on the ball as Carter Vickers But as Gordon says there He defends, he's got a ton of pace He's brave you look at the bravery there at the weekend, the way they defended. Alistair Johnson took a sore one later on in the game. Uh, the one with Carter Vickers on the line. And you look at the reaction, that just epitomises everything about this Celtic team for me. He gets up and then wins the next header after being on the deck. They they were rock solid. Kevin, how much are you looking forward to the rest of the season now? There's obviously a huge game coming up this weekend at Tynecastle. A win obviously sees Celtic win the title and then a huge Scottish Cup final ahead against Inverness. I'm just looking, really looking forward to the rest of the season and I'm not going to get back on what I said last week I couldn't care less if we just take three, four, five goals after us in the next game I could not care less because we've got a chance to win a treble but really looking forward to this weekend it's a really tough game we got to 10 Castle. I know they're maybe not in the greatest before them but tough away game up there but hopefully we can get the job done at 10 Castle. if not then we'll see what happens at Ibrox but chance to win a treble chance to make uh, make history uh, uh, I think it's eight trebles It's the, the Mason World Football is it? I, I think I, I, read, I said that somewhere It's a, the, it's a, be a, a record haul So in terms of trebles So that would be great And see, just to make a second point um, I know that you guys God especially you When there's been a positive result You don't want to focus on the referees right? But I would love for somebody To explain to me How Bonner Barisic stayed on the pitch Because the referee He's died The referee saw the dive Gave a free kick to Celtic for the dive and no booked them, and I just think you just want consistency with the referees, and I'm not wanting to concentrate on them too much because the referee had a decent game, but that's just terrible refereeing. I mean, that's I don't know how he stayed in the pitch. I just wanted to know what you were thinking of that. Should Borna Barris have been sent off, Gordon? Oh, it was a big uh, talking point. You've got to say uh, when I seen it at first, I actually thought that the, the pitch was playing a bit weight because yeah. of the weather, and and I thought he slipped. But if you're asking me, was he looking for a penalty kick? It probably was And I don't think he'd have been the only one in that position That would have been looking for a penalty kick So the referee had a big decision to make 
I know what Kevin's saying. It's very easy to look at individual things like that. There was, there was another one I thought he got wrong. I can't remember what it was. I actually said it in the programme. But apart from that, I thought a referee was terrific, right? And and, I've, I, and they're the easiest targets yeah. in the world. And these big Especially games. Especially having to step in. Yeah, the last minute. exactly. And they're the easiest targets in the world. And these big games, if it doesn't go for your team, bang. They never talk about the players. They never talk about tactics. <clears throat> what they do is they just focus on the referee. I think sometimes, will he make a mistake in 90 plus minute in a semi final against Celtic and Rangers? Of course he will. He'll make one or two. But if you look at the overall picture, I thought the officials were, were very good at weekend. Yeah, I think generally the, the consensus has has been that Don Robertson stepped in and, and had a decent game. Well, he's under a lot of pressure. You, you look at the game, <clears throat> it's the biggest game left in the season, really, <clears throat> out with the cup final. And I thought he handled it well. You know, you can look at the, the tackle at the beginning with, with Lundstrom. And I think I spoke with Jim Duffy recently, but you can see where that, you know, in different games would be deemed a yellow. But I think he allowed that to go. And I think that let the game go. You know, and I mean, we're from an era where these games, the, the tackles came thick and fast right through, mm. really competitive. So I thought that kind of leaned itself towards the game being like that. And I don't really think he had that any kind of howl in the game. But as I say, we're all human. If he makes the odd mistake, it does get focused on. Kevin, we were talking about Cameron Carter-Vickers there, won't play again for Celtic this season. Is this now a big opportunity for maybe the likes of Yuki Kobayashi to show what he can do in the last few games of the season? I think so, because we, we, needed, we needed that cover. Um, we don't know what this boy's, this, boy's, this boy's capable of, so it's a chance for him to come in um, and show us what he can do. It's a chance for Tony Ralston to get back in the squad as well, because it looks like Johnston probably missed the rest of the season. So I think that I think that, I think Andrew's got to utilise the full squad now. Anyway, I think we'd probably put everything in this Saturday, get that air of the line, and should we win it, I think you'll see um, a, quite, a, quite a big rotation. Maybe not as much for the Rangers game, but you'll certainly see the team being rotated now. So it's a good chance to see some faces that don't play that often. Yeah, would you expect that to happen, Gordon, in the next few weeks if Celtic wrap up the title? This week because Ange Postacoglu at times in the season has rotated a lot, but when Celtic have been in those periods where they've only had one game a week, he does tend to stick to a pretty similar starting eleven. Would you would you expect him to maybe experiment over the last few games? I think once he gets uh, the title over the line, um, obviously it doesn't matter. I know what Kevin's saying about oh, I don't care if we lose three. The Rangers games are always important. Every every player, ex-player, every manager will tell you, they're always important. After that, then I think he'll rotate with one eye, obviously, on the Scottish Cup because it's such a big game for him, the fact he won the treble. I know the gun, fan favourites, and p- people will be shouting out there, oh, we could play our, our, our squad, you know, the guys that don't get a game still beat Inverness. But you've still got to go and do the business on the pitch. And... Uh, I think they'll be very professional towards that. I'd like to see um, players like, for instance, I've only seen them um, in short bursts. Vata, for instance, I think he looks an exciting player for me. He came on as sub at Celtic Park and I thought he was, you know, he gave Celtic a bit of spot. So you might use one or two of those players. You'll get David Turnbull's not had a lot of game time as well. He certainly get plenty. He's not going to weaken his team. He certainly get plenty of talent at his disposal. There's no doubt about that. But can get back to the two lads, uh, Johnson, obviously Carter Vickers. For them personally, if they are going to miss the Scottish Cup final, it's a big blow for a player. Well, I mean, Cameron Carter-Vickers definitely will because yeah. Ange Postacoglu said it is his, his final game of the season. It was at, at Hamden. We're 
Remains to be seen what will happen with Alistair Johnson. Just going back to Yuki Kobayashi in particular, we've seen flashes of him. Certainly his, his distribution looks very good. Yep. Ange Postacoglu said previously about players that come in in January that you'll maybe see the best of them at the start of next season once yeah. they've had a pre-season under the, their belt. But th- this is a real good period for him, isn't it? To really try it's and... It's a good opportunity. And Gordon said there's a cup final at the end of it. You know, and it's, it's a pity that Carter Vickers is going to miss out but it's an opportunity for somebody else. What I've seen of the guy, he looks, he brings a bit of balance because he's a left footer. He's very composed. Uh, I don't think he's really been tested in the games that he's been in so far, but it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity for the guy to come in, stake his claim, get in that cup final team. Uh, and that's why he's there. You know, that it's no fault of his that the other two have been so strong up until now and keeping him out of the team. That's what it's like at Celtic at Rangers. You have to, when the opportunity comes, go and take it and show what you can do. Let's actually hear what Ange Postacoglu had to say about Cameron Carter Vickers on Sunday. Yeah, he hasn't put a foot wrong since we signed him. And, um, you know, him and Carl as a partnership, you know, I could be wrong, but I don't think they're still lost domestically. You know, they're, they're an outstanding pair they, they really work hard together and uh, and Cameron has, has keeps growing as a player as a leader within the group um, that's his last game for us so he'll he'll get his uh, you know he needs to get his injury looked at now so you know that'll be it for him this season you know but he wanted to play today sort of was trying to push for him to have it done a bit earlier but um, I'm scared of him so I just let him <laughs> do what he wants and um, yeah he, he was keen on playing today and he put in a performance that um you know, befits his standing at our football club and uh, you know, it's a credit to him. Is that one thing that every manager would absolutely love, Simon, is having a central defender that is so available and so reliable as Cameron Carter-Vickers is? Yeah, and and he's up there for player of the season, I think, as well. So consistent. And I think Ange had said that they were trying to get him in there quicker for the operation, but he wanted to play in that game at the weekend. And he's such an important Member of the back four, such an important member of the team, so he put himself on the line for the for the for the club, got the man of the match, got the job done. Now he has to go and get himself, you know, on a personal level, correct for next season, and he's sacrificed, you know, a place in the, the Scottish Cup final. Well, let's hear from you at home. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Thank you to Kevin Rangers fans. I'm sure you've got plenty of thoughts after that game and looking ahead as well. So let's hear from you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Simon Donnelly here with me, Andrew McLean, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 0141-951-1025 on the phones, or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB. We're just getting a bit of uh, technical help there during the break there, oh, Gordon, with you. Uh, what I want to know is that you you weren't getting, just to be a, a bit boring here, he wasn't getting emails through from a certain email address, so producer Chris has, has looked on your phone to see why. <laughs> it turns out you have 20 blocked phone numbers on your phone, I and I don't out. think I want to know why you've I, got 20 different phone numbers blocked I, on I your phone. I can honestly say, I'd love to know why myself. I haven't a clue. I don't know how to work he's that used, sort He's of used thing. that defence before, hasn't he? He so doesn't recognise any of the numbers. Ah, I've got no idea. It's nothing to do with me. Don't, you, don't you worry. There might be some good information that I'll be unblocking <laughs> them tonight. Right, let's hear from you at home. 01419511025. Let's go back to the phones. John Paul is a Celtic fan in Faldhouse. John Paul, what's on your mind tonight? Evening, Andrew, Gordon, Simon. Um, first of all, just like to say well done and, and all the best to Simon and opening his new pub. Um, Cheers, John Paul. Thank you. Me, me and my missus, we love football and we love, uh, we love um, live music, so we'll definitely be through. 
Cheers, mate. Uh, Thank you. Um, I want to just I want to really talk about Ange Postecoglou, right? I, I'm I'm going to take the guys back. It's made a question to Simon, you know, and he's been around Celtic a long time, and he's seen managers come and go. And you know, I, I'm going to take Ange Postecoglou back to when he first came in. You know, the the, the big egos that he had to deal with. You know, whether Edward had down tools, Christie had down tools, Ayer had come out and said he wanted to leave. That's a spine of your team, you know. And he was quick with him saying when when he got out a window, saying, right, you don't want to be here, on you go. And not only did they replace him. With, with, with people who, who I would say is as good you know I, I said again at the weekend they replace uh, when it when they signs players they signs people you know you just need to look at a goalkeeper with Barkas and goals and Scott Bain and goals who, who let us down massively you know um, Joe Harps came in and he's not just a, a, a good player he's an experienced player he's, he's also he's also got a way around the dressing room you can just see it when um, Carl McGuire gives him the, the arm man you know Carter Vickers has come in he's been a mainstay and no matter what centre-half or, or partner he's had, he's made them better players. You know, staff out clearly feeds off him. You can see him. He's talking all the time. He's Carter Vickers' his body. He's, he's, uh, the, way, the way he puts his body in the line, you know, his positional sense is absolutely brilliant. You know, he's, he brought Greg Taylor and he made him a better player. Um, Johnson, Johnson for his age is very, very, very composed. Uh, the way he speaks, the, the way he talks and the way that he goes through. You know, and then you just go to Hatai, the way he's come in. The way he thrives, you know, he must be a great person, as in training, as in ability. We, we know the ability as well, but he must train every day. And then Dyson Maida and Tayogo up top, they, they're certainly not and they play Celtic for themselves. You know, they're, they're built in, they want to play for the team. Um, but they want to do everything for the team. You know, that's a massive, massive credit to Postecoglou. What what he's done and and how and how he took Celtic around in a short space of time. You think also across the city and you see the big egos, um, that the people that are playing for themselves. You know. It's, you, you don't get that. You don't even get that in any wingers. Everybody chipping in the goals, and you see the, you see how close it is, you know. And, and Simon and, and Gordon will know we've been in football. It's very, very hard to do that when you've got players that aren't playing all the time. But to to do it in, in a short space of time has been absolutely amazing. I just want to know what the guys think. Yeah, listen, I, I agree with a lot of stuff John Paul's saying there. Creating an environment in football within a dressing room, I think, is key to to management. Uh, the players come with ability, but he talks about the character there in them, and that is that is difficult to do with twenty plus people who all want to play. Creating that environment where everybody's fighting for each other, everybody's working hard for each other. I watched them <coughs> down at Rugby Park at the start of the season when they scored four or five, and I watched the way they celebrated with each other. You know, going to celebrate with your your teammate who scored. They're a proper team, and the transformation in Celtic in that two year period that he's been in is incredible. It's exciting. He's he's addressed transfer windows six months before. You know he's always a transfer window ahead. Uh, there was grumblings in the Celtic support with uh, Jackie Marcus and Juranovic leaving. He's brought guys in there. That you wouldn't even realise Juranovic has moved on. Johnson's been excellent, but it's it's the type of person exactly what John Paul's saying there. It's not just the player, and these guys look as if they're the right type. Uh, and it's, it's all credit to Ange Postecoglou for the way he's come in, creating a, a winning culture, an environment there where they all want to fight for each other. And it's evident, you know, it's evident guys come off the bench after 60 minutes, they want to make a positive impact. There's no real sulking. If there is any kind of thing like that, you know, if a, a, a bit of disgruntlement with a player, I would suggest Jackie Marcus. He's no longer there. They move him on. If you're not wanting to play at the club, if you're not happy here, We'll move you on And we'll bring somebody else in Yeah recruitment is a huge part of football Gordon mm. But you can buy as many good players as you want But it doesn't always work out There's so many things that need to knit together For 
a team to be successful And Ange Postacoglu has managed to do that Yeah, you get a perfect example You look down south, you look at Chelsea It's been hundreds yeah. upon hundreds yeah. upon hundreds of millions of pounds And the, the dressing room's not right any any pro, anybody that's been in this game as a professional will tell you Most important thing about a successful team is the dressing room yep. It's the culture in the dressing room The togetherness, everything Because you're in there every morning most of the days now You're working for each other You've got to have each other's back Ange Postacoglu leads from the front for me um, He's a very dominant figure He speaks very well for me He's, he's very upfront and honest He tells us it as it is if you don't want to wear a jersey, no problem. I'll find somebody to replace you. To keep a squad of that ability happy, and most of them are happy, yes, there'll be one or two that, like Jack and Marcus, that wanted more football. And I don't blame the boy for that, because no, no. at the end of the day, it's a short-lived career and you want to go and play. And he was banging in the goals for fun. Unfortunately, he found himself playing second fiddle. But there was no big... Fallout about it It was a case of Okay Don't want to be here Go and enjoy your football elsewhere I'll bring someone else there And to replace you This is where I think Michael Beale And they're talking about gaps here And obviously Everybody will agree There's a gap If Michael Beale's any chance The summer He has got to do An Ange Postacoglu He has got to go out And find these gems And fit them all together With everything you've seen From Ange Postacoglu so far John Paul How much confidence Does that give you Going forward That you know this dominance that Celtic have found under him is here to stay. Oh, it's, it's absolutely massive. You know, for for any for any Celtic fan that goes to the game and, and watches it and, and sees what uh, and sees what you've got in front, you know, and it's it's no, it's no surprise when you hear him saying at the weekend that we we had to get better defensively and and he's done that, you know, and it's two parts of the game, you know, it's it's massive, but it's just a ruthlessness and and, and as I, as I was talking about there when Celtic when Celtic get chances. They very rarely score them and they take them, you know. They, look at the guy Abada. He, he's came out and said he'd maybe want a wee bit more football. And as Gordon says, that, that's not a bad thing. But if you make that public, well, and Schwarzenegger, he's not going to sit in his laurels and say, well, I'll maybe get him back in the team. He'll go, he'll look, he'll try and replace him and he'll say, on you, on you go and, and all the best, you know. And that's massive. Uh, it's massive to have that. Uh, just somebody who leads, uh, who leads the club, who leads uh, the, the, the right connection with the fans. I don't think I've ever seen it in my time. In fact, I've not ever seen it in my time. It's just... The fans and the board have so much trust in him that basically he's untouchable and, and we believe it. I've been it says we believe in, and, I, and it's gone all the way through the team. So it's, it's just a good thing to see. How huge would a treble be for Ange Postacoglu as well? He's only two wins away from it. I think Massive. most people are, are expecting it to happen almost with no disrespect <coughs> towards Inverness with the yeah. way the, the final's set up, but yeah. it would it would be huge. It would be massive. And I, I keep going back to standing in Celtic Park Addressing the crowd last year Saying we'll be bigger and better This time next year And he's He's, he's as good as his word You know they're, they're, they're a game away from a treble They've wrapped up the league More or less uh, And it'll be incredible You know and, and that's the thing People say How can he How can he keep improving He has up, up until now And it'll, it's, I think it always Must be really exciting For Celtic fans Where do they go from Obviously Europe next year Is a big thing Because that Kind of gets thrown at the club Uh but he's, he, this team are really exciting to watch and strong. The Japanese, if you'd said two years ago there'd be five, six Japanese players in the Celtic team, nobody would believe you. But this guy has worked in that field. He's identified players there that he knows that he can come here and enhance the team, enhance the league. Uh, and I think I think the players that are there feed off that as well. You've got Callum McGregor, who has learned off Scott Brown. He's leading that team. Joe Hart coming in at the end of his career, really. 
but gets the club and it's just that is what then performs on the pitch you know if you mix all that together this is what you're seeing on the pitch at the moment with Celtic well thank you to John Paul 01419511025 is the number you need John is a Rangers fan up next in Bridgeton John how are you feeling after Sunday I'm fine I'm, I'm, I mean I'm obviously I'm gutted during the show but I, you can't play in a game of that magnitude as I said to the producer there you cannot play in a game of that magnitude with two of your front three Morelos and Kent non-existent absolutely non-existent it just it, every time the midfielders was looking up to play a ball or playing the ball forward it was bouncing back down them again and the two of them uh, the two of them should actually say be honest with you the two of them, if, if Michael Beale managed to really put a stamp on his set on that club, and, he, and I think he will, I, th- I would go in and tell him just to go pack up their stuff and go away and just enjoy the rest of their career or somewhere else and not have them about the place. They're, a bad, they're, they're not wanting to be there. When they, the caller earlier on said there about, if you're not wanting to be in that club, get it, go away you go, on you go, because it was evident on Sunday there that they two are not interested. And we were playing my biggest rivals. It's a scandal, that, and they're picking up good money there at Ibrox. But Mike, if Michael Gill signed this, he'd been there six months. You know what I mean? He'd been there from November. He's made two good signings, Raskin and Cantwell. And uh, if, if his future signings is on that level, I, I think I was, we're not a million miles. We're not a million miles away that a lot of people are, are quoting on media and television. We're no fair play. I've got to do the treble. But that's about two or three. He's just turned it to the four nothing rubbing that we go at Parkhead and we're getting near them. Now he needs to get a good win day. He needs to be back by the board. Really, really needs to be back by the board. Well, I'll put that to Gordon first of all about mm. Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos. Does Michael Beale have a big decision to make in terms of game time going forward for those two? Because he pretty much confirmed, you'd say, on Sunday that they're unlikely to stay beyond the summer. <coughs> Is that a case now? I've seen Rangers fans calling for you know there to be big changes in the starting mm. lineup. That the two of them, you know, John saying that they shouldn't play again for the club. How do you see the next few weeks going in, in th- relation to those? I two? think honestly, he's got an easy decision for me. Um, look, I'm not going to sit here on Tuesday night after Sunday and say, well, he should never have played them because I can understand why Michael Beale plays Morelos and Ken in these big games because like. Every Ranger supporter who went along to Hamden watching, like Michael Beale, like everybody else, you're thinking, is this the day? Is this the day they're going to produce? Now, I will always say Ryan Kent has got good ability. Morelis on his day years ago, the sharpness, scoring goals, backing in, causing problems. They were bossed out the game at the weekend. Carter Vickers bossed Morelis all over the pitch. Kent looked like he was a bit... Every time he got the ball, he was he was more interested where Johnson was mm-hmm. rather than what he was going to do. Um, so I think the Rangers fans are at the end of the line with the two guys. Uh, they've been good servants to Rangers. I think Morelis has been good for Rangers scoring the goals and um, the way he's went. But there's times when he's either the goodie or the baddie. And just now he's run down his contract. He is going to leave because you're not going to take the next gamble and say... Yeah, we'll sign you in a new contract because his wages will be, you know, very high. Kent's the same. Wages will be very high. Not worth it. I think Michael Beale, and I keep saying, I feel for him just now, he has to just get this season finished. He's got another couple of big games coming up and obviously the one at Ibrox because you do not want to finish the season and getting this thrown at you, you can't beat Celtic because if you're a Celtic or if you're a Rangers player, centre forward, 
The one thing they'll throw at you is you can score against everybody else, you can't score against Celtic. If you're a manager, it's the same. He's got to try and get a result. He's got to get to someone. And I agree with John. His transfer market is so important going forward. Is it tougher maybe in relation to Alfredo Morelos in terms of just leaving two players out when you look <coughs> at Rangers' injury situation? Yeah. Antonio Cholak wasn't available at the weekend. Kamar Roof hasn't really been available yeah. all season. Fashion Sakala can play through the middle, but didn't impress on Sunday. There aren't many options, are there, for the next few games for Michael Beale to, to play as a number nine? No, there isn't. Uh, Morelos, for me, is still the best number nine at Rangers, but... He's let himself down at times with his fitness. He's let himself down too many times. I mean, Gordon's saying there that Michael Beale would think right today might be the day, but how many times has maybe Michael mm. Beale sat in a dressing room and thought that about Morelos and Kent? They've not produced enough. They ha- Morelos has scored goals for Rangers over the years. I accept that. But in games like the weekend, John's quite right. They, they didn't do anything. And, and I think it is the end of the road for them. I'm not saying that for a headliner. Sensationalism I think it is A right thing For both of these guys To move on Because as John Picks up there as well I don't think They want to be there anymore Because I th- uh, Simon I think you make a good point There about Morelos is still a bit I think that's where Rangers are at this moment In time right See we're still saying Morelos is still The best striker at Rangers Right In the form And what he's shown Kent's still the best Off the left hand side yeah. At Rangers on over. It shows you the, the strength of going to back up. So it yeah. tells me that the Sakalas, the rights, Matondo, I thought Matondo come on, Lee yeah. Sharpman, whatever. But these sort of guys that you're talking about that are in the background just now, it shows you going forward, they ain't going to be the ones that are going to try and take you closer to Celtic. So you have to change I think it. That, that might be the problem as well. Gordon, subconsciously, Kent probably knew he's playing most weeks. Morelos, up until Cholak yeah. like, came in at the start of the season. Did, you look at the across the city then If you want to compare You've got guys there that if they're not doing it There's three guys lined up mm. for your position That front three Even in the midfield So I think maybe that's part of it as well But I agree with God Kent would frustrate the life out of me if I was his manager Because he should be doing a lot more Week in week out John you mentioned that you didn't think Rangers were a million miles away from Celtic you, you obviously referenced the fact that you're happy with the signings of Raskin and Cantwell have you seen enough on the pitch from Rangers over the last few weeks and months to, to give you that confidence check that performance if you had, if you had a, if you had a, it was it's fine marvels there in football and if you had a, a tuned in defence where the goal was and Sakala will I, anybody knows what happens in that situation but I just want to pick up on that a point, the words, there was a couple of words there that Simon used, and that sums it up too many times. That's what it comes to. It's been too many times with him. We can't have it. It's too many times, too many. So they need to go, and they're out in these. Their body language on Sunday, apart from their play, was deplorable. So it was. But, yeah, I'm quite confident, given that if he, if he gets in, gets back, gets a couple of good quality signings in, and get some work he has he changed it tactically he changed the game at a half time on Sunday there and take the game to ACLA. so he did and if, if you have to be truthful as a football man they had, they, if, it was looking like if Rangers would equalise they, they were on the ascendancy but again that's fine margins in football so you can't, you've just got to take it in the chin as I say he's only been there six months they gave him a wee chance gave him a wee bit of money to buy some his own players and make his own map on that team and make it on an address in the club with some ruthless decisions and my, my, again as I said at the beginning my first one would be say today to just track on and just don't stay away from Murray Park and 
going, that's you, they're trading with them, just get away. We don't need, we're, we're building for the future now, and we don't need, we don't need bad eggs like that. But I also been happy, a few managers, you've got away with, you've got away with uh, Stephen Gerrard, he's carry on, so he did, uh, undermining him, but he can't, he can't be left to uh, fester again with another manager, that's all. Well, thank you to John 01419511025. Give us a call now, and you could be up next. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Simon Donnelly here with me, Andrew McLean on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Get your calls in on 01419511025, or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Let's go straight back to the phones because Ian is a Celtic fan in Greenock. Up next, Ian, what are you thinking tonight? Hi there, Andrew. Uh, how you doing, Simon? And how you doing, Gordon? Good, Ian. Uh, good, thanks. I'm good to say, counting hours. I got on that plenty, Manorous. Uh, for my, my summer, well, not my summer holidays, my birthday holiday. Uh, Lucky for some. No, ah, well, we get away every, every May. Birthday, my birthday's on Saturday, my message is the following week. So, But mm. anyway, this but, but Sunday, uh, it wasn't a blockbuster. Um, Celtic had done enough. Um, uh, looking at a couple, a couple of injuries, I knew about Cameron Carter Vickers. I thought he'd have been out before the, the semi final, but obviously he, he scared Ange Postacoglu telling me why he did play, but that's a bit of banter. That. Um, but we're playing, we're playing relentless football at the moment, and the John Paul was talking at the top of the show, Andrew, about. Assets want to go like, uh, The three players that he mentioned Christy Aya And Ozan Edward they were, they were all under contract But they still brought money in I've just looked across the city uh, Rangers have let contracts run down I.e. Ryan Kent and Morelos They're not going to get any money for them now. It's free transfers Whereas Celtic went out and replaced the three players. Now you think on it last year, guys, Lord Gordon and uh, Simon. Celtic had lost their first three games, the first six games, and the pundits and the media had Ange sacked by December. It turned the league on its head on uh, the February and went top of the league. Done a double, could have been a treble. Now it's looking like his first treble. In Scottish football, and and he's took Celtic to a new dimension with, with this group of players that he inherited and brought in. What do you think, guys? Well, I'll I'll go to the Rangers point. I, I agree with you that Rangers must be kicking themselves, um, and it's okay in hindsight now because you didn't think that Kent and Morelos probably run down their contracts. You didn't think that their form would slump to. The way it has But they're walking out They paid what Is it 7 million Round about that mm-hmm. I think 3 or something For Morelos It was, was only it? a million I think A million yeah. So so you're looking at 8 million quid And at one point And you can say Whatever you They were in good demand You know I know that Morelos Was linked to every club And going about But they were in good com- uh, Demand Because they were scoring goals Kent was in fire Especially in the European campaign And that's where you get noticed In the European scene I think if you're now in the Rangers, you're in the Rangers camp. You're sitting back. You're thinking, "I wish we'd cashed in when the time was right." But 
look, there's no point worrying about because there's ch- big changes at Rangers. You look at the chairman stepping down. You look at Ross Walsh and Robertson going. Another one today as well, Craig Mulholland, who's yeah. the academy director, announced he's leaving as well. Yeah, so for 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 the Rangers fans, the hopefully as positive with the changes and new ideas and different ways of going about it. But that was a mistake. There's no doubt it was a real bad mistake letting guys like that contract and and obviously running down losing the money. But uh, another side of the city there that Celtic do their business very well and Simon touched on it early. Poster Coglin at the transfer windows has always been one step ahead. You know, he's been on the ball very, very quickly and that's where I think that Michael Beale will have to earn his corn. Forget about this season. He's got that massive game against Celtic at Ibrox again but his, his, his corn will need to be made in the summer, Andrew. There'll be a big turnaround. You look at the amount of faces it's going to go out the door. It's not just Morelis and Kent. There's a lot the contract goalkeepers and everything. So he's got a lot, a lot of new faces to bring in and they've got to be the right ones. You wonder, it can be sort of spun both ways, Simon, with the, the work that Michael Beale has to do. People will think, you know, it's a, it's a huge job. There's going to be a lot of upheaval because a lot of players will be leaving or will Michael Beale see it as well look this this is what he wants he wants players to leave the sort of old guard to leave so he has more of a clean slate to work with and bring in his own players yeah I think so I think a, a freshen up for Rangers I think Morelis and Kent as I said I think it's just it's naturally came to the end of the road uh, it's an unfortunate position for Rangers that they're not going to capitalise on any sort of transfer fees that they could have done a couple of years ago but that's by the by it's water under the bridge I think he has to focus on the challenge ahead and as Gordon says there, recruitment, getting his own players in. It won't be any concern to any Rangers fan about Kent Morelos moving on, but it's probably best for both parties, I think. They, they look as if they're ready to move. Uh, you know, and Rangers need freshened up uh, and he needs to bring his own Do you know where this, this all goes away with the, the talk and the negativity about Morelos and Kent? If they can do... What Postacoglu's and I keep harping on about him, right? Because he's been brilliant. You can't knock him back. Juranovic, I thought, was a terrific footballer, yeah. right? And the Celtic fans were about, oh, don't want him to leave. Never ever talk about him now because no. the right back that they've gotten is brilliant. Yeah. Jack and Marcus has went away. They've not missed him. They brought O and O. Now he's got a bit to go, but yeah. he looks one for the future. So that's where Michael Beale has got to get this right, so that in. Three, four months or whenever the season starts and Rangers hit the ground running, people don't talk about Ken, they don't talk yeah. about Morelis, they're talking about the new signers. And he, he's, he's been prolific in the transfer window from the minute he came in, uh, Postacoglu, so there's, there's trust there now. I mean, as I say, I wasn't overly concerned. Yes, I liked Juranovic, I thought Giacomakis brought something to the party as well, but I wasn't too concerned when they left because... I looked at what this guy had already did the, the previous transfer window when he brought in Maeda, Hitati, O'Reilly that gave the team an immediate lift. These weren't the guys that were going to come and sit on the bench. They came straight in and affected the team positively. So when you look at his record up until now, you, you, you put your trust in him a wee bit. Uh, and that is the challenge at the other side of the city. Michael Beale has to go and do that now for Rangers at, at the turn of the, 
uh, this season Yeah will that give Celtic fans a lot of comfort that if there are clubs that come in for some of their top players yeah. this summer you would expect well, that there, there would be interest that is, because that of the way the they've been playing that you know Ange Postacoglu will have players lined up ready to come yeah, in That is the model at Celtic and you can't get away from it we, we, we play in Scotland you know Rangers and Celtic play in Scotland they don't have the finance so they have to go and discover gems and then if they do well that attracts interest we've seen it before with certain players moving on but with this guy, I just think he's he's always got that next. You know what's next? If that if that person's going, how can I replace him? And even now, when the team are growing and getting stronger, it's natural as well. We just want to strengthen this team. So it's interesting moving forward what he does with the recruitment next because it's been so successful up until now. Well, thank you to Ian. But now it's time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish slash football. Yes, time for Beat the Pundit Time to pit your wits against either Simon Donnelly or Gordon DL So make sure to phone us before 7 o'clock 01419511025 Your chance to win a signed ball The bragging rights But not only that Because the caller that gets through Will also get two tickets to An exciting event that Simon can tell us a bit more about Yeah, uh, May the 12th uh, it's, We've done a couple of shows before It's our team, or my team from 98 That managed to Keep the Lisbon Lions record alive The nine in a row So it's that team It's a show at the Armadillo We have certain players on the stage We've invited the full squad to it So it should be a, a really good night I think to give you a couple of names Mark Reaper, Martin Vekost Harold Bratback Are all going to be part of it So yeah, a couple of tickets So I think I'm facing a Celtic supporter tonight <laughs> and be the I'm not too sure Well, if it's a Rangers fan that gets through I'm, I'm sure you might know someone That you'd be able to give the tickets to But there we go 01419511025 Get your call in before 7 o'clock Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly and Gordon DL here with me Andrew McLean on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard in the first hour we're taking a look back at that semi-final on Sunday Celtic and Rangers fans giving their opinion on it and what's to come as well for the rest of the season and the summer so let's hear from you on 01419511025 we will hear a bit from Barry Robson as well after he was appointed manager permanent manager of Aberdeen he's spoken for the first time today so we'll hear a bit from him but before all that it's time to do this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Yes, time for Beat the Pundit How are your recent mm. records? How's the form, Gordon? I was in real poor form And then just the usual I just come back strong last week With a 5-2, five, 5-3 five, five. Easy victory But five's not good by the recent standards Mark Wilson got a 7 last night 7? Seven? 7 What was it, A or One, B? 7-3 It must have been multiple choice for him to get a 7 <laughs> so That's not too bad, Simon, how are you? I get beat last week I haven't been one oh, for a wee bit no, I got beat last week And balloon for three, you or inside. three or four guys Giving me snip during the week Right well that. Up tonight is Luke So Luke Who would you rather face? Uh, probably Daz Simon's probably still got to say He'd put me for celebrating on Sunday so. Oh I told you who would be on Celtic supporter There we go as well And on top of that as well Luke is a Celtic fan It means that you will get The pair of tickets To go to the event Simon was talking about Are you looking forward to that Luke? Aye, absolutely. Yeah, it should be good. Good stuff, right. What I will do is I will flip a coin. It will be heads for Gordon DL, tails for Simon Donnelly. And you get your wish. It is oh, Gordon DL. Yes. No, what? no, no, no. Ooh. It's always heads, always tails. It has been for 12 years of my career. I'm in charge here. 
It's you. you you're on even, tonight. You're in charge. Do, uh, right, do you want me to do it again in your you, tales? You, you I'll, I'll, jo- do, it, I'll you do it again. You want me You can't even toss a coin right. right I'll do it again. I'll do it again I, in I, your tales. And it's tales. There okay, we go. I'll it's Gordon DL. What a shame. What a shame. The thing is, I was actually just going to lie there as well and yeah, say it was Gordon yeah. DL either way, but right, it genuinely, I'll, I'll genuinely was tales. Right, okay. So I will uh, switch Gordon so he can hear Greatest Hits Radio. There we go. He's given me the thumbs up. So... Look, the rules are 30 seconds on the clock to answer as many questions correctly as possible. Remember, you can pass if you don't know the answer as well. Is that all good? Yep, okay. Right, here we go. Name any Rangers player who joined in the most recent January transfer window. Nico Raskin. Uh, Who was the last Celtic manager to finish a season unbeaten against Rangers? Uh, Brendan Rodgers. Which Scottish Premiership side have conceded the most goals at home this season? Who did Inverness beat in the Scottish Cup final in 2015? Falkirk. Uh, name any country that Scotland have been drawn against in the inaugural Women's Nations League. Uh, England. How many times has Jota scored in the Champions League? Uh, twice. Okay, right. I'll bring Gordon DL back in. Can you hear me I loud and clear? Can loud and clear, Andrew. Good stuff, right. 30 seconds on the clock, starting... Name any Rangers player who joined in the most recent January transfer window. Uh, Tillman. Who was the last Celtic manager to finish a season unbeaten against Rangers? Brendan Rodgers. Uh, which Scottish Premiership side conceded the most goals at home this season? At home, um, Ross County. Who did Inverness beat in the Scottish Cup final in 2015? They beat uh, Falkirk. Name any country that Scotland have been drawn against in the inaugural Women's Nations England. League. Uh, how many times has Jota scored in the Champions League? Once. Right, once. Look, how do you feel you got on? Uh, no bad. Uh, I think I might have messed up one of the questions, but. One of them? Well, I think that Gordon DL may well have messed up the very first question. Name any Rangers player I who know. joined in the most recent January yeah. transfer window. Oh, Raskin or uh, Canmel? Yes, and oh. you said Malik Tillman. Oh, no, I didn't mean that. Luke said. <laughs> Nicholas Raskin So it goes 1-0 Ooh. To Luke Who was the last Celtic manager To finish a season Unbeaten against Rangers Brendan Rodgers Is correct In the 2017-18 season You both got that correct So oh that no. goes 2-1 To Luke Which Scottish Premiership side Have conceded the most goals At home this season Luke went for Kilmarnock You went for Ross County The answer Is Dundee United They've conceded 29 goals Ross County have conceded 27 Kilmarnock 24 So it remains 2-1 to look Who did Inverness beat In the Scottish Cup final In 2015 Of course it was Falkirk You both got that correct So it's 3-2 To look now Name any country That Scotland have been drawn against In the inaugural Women's Nations League England or Holland England, Holland and Belgium I think you both said England So He got that as well Yeah you got that as well So that is 4-3 Is that correct? Yeah 4-3 no, uh, to Luke And you both got One more question in What is the question? How many times Has Jota scored In the Champions oh, League? Many, many You said one Luke said two I think it's He scored against Real Madrid Real Madrid and RB Leipzig oh, Luke knows his stuff That means that it is A 5-3 <laughs> win For Luke He wins by two 
I can't believe you've given him all Celtic uh, questions. <clears throat> the first question was literally name any Rangers player who joined that. in the what most recent January question? transfer window. What was the second uh, last question? Celtic manager to finish Celtic. a season unbeaten. What was the last question? Uh, Jota. Jota, yeah. Celtic. Well, you know what? Which team does Luke support if, Celtic? If you'd gone a bit quicker, Simon maybe you would have got more of a variety of questions. Uh, he's a real gracious loser, Luke, as you can hear. But congratulations to Luke. Well done. The sign ball will be on the way to you. And of course, you have those tickets as well for a night I'm sure you will enjoy. So well done, congratulations Luke. to Luke. There we go. So uh that's it. You'll need to need to bounce back next time, Gordon. Ah, do you know something? What okay. did I finish there? Five, 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 three. Five, five, three. three. I've got to say, very disappointed. I cannot because I was talking about Cantwell and asking, right? I can't believe I, I messed up that. I but think Tillman was out. I could tell by your face you knew it was wrong. I knew it was wrong right away. <laughs> so man, oh, I, I, I tried to get it back in, but I couldn't. But <laughs> I've got to say, I'm not too disappointed with my performance. A three, really? Well, you think about it. The they goals, tr- the goals at home they was a tricky, difficult. Yeah. That, that is a tough question. I'll right. Give you that. So I got the rest and one or two. Then Jota. Uh, I'm, I need to check that. I'm sure one was a deflection. <laughs> right, anyway. a picture of the Leipzig goal. Can't quite. No, 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 they can't. Mm. <laughs> he just came. And and plus the fact, I was tails. He was heads We did it twice It was you both times There we go Anyway Obviously a gracious In defeat as ever Gordon DL Right let's hear from you 0141-951-1025 Let's speak to Dell, Who's a Rangers fan In Edinburgh Dell, the dust has settled On Sunday How are you feeling about it now? I feel fine I'm feeling fine How are you doing? Um, I'm I'm a supporter So I want to support um, The Rangers players And uh, the club I, I've been listening and hearing all this um, negativity and bitterness about how Ryan Kent and Morelos need to go. We need to get rid of these players and all this nonsense, you know. But you know, I'm on to support, and uh, people forget that. Um, First of all, Dale, just when you say nonsense, would you rather keep them, or it's just a not a not a discussion you'd be wanting to have? Well, it's. Um, I, I would rather they were they were still at the club, but they're obviously going to move on. But what what I'm wanting to talk about is the the Rangers uh, supporters and fans that are, you know, the way they're talking about these players, and and I just don't get it because the way I see it is Ryan without Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos, we we wouldn't have been able to stop Celtic getting ten in a row, and for me that's what it was all about. And we managed to do that with an unbeaten season. We went unbeaten throughout the entire season. And then we went to the Europa League final. And Alfredo Morelos is our um, all-time top goal scorer in Europe. And I just don't understand when I hear Rangers supporters on um, saying, get rid, get rid, and just, you know, let them go and, you know, we don't want them and things like that. I just don't get it. And and, and while I'm on as well... We'll take that I, point first, Del, and I'll, I'll let you come back in with your second point. Del's talking there about, you know, coming to the end for Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent. More about the sort of the language that's been used and how their time at Rangers is being remembered by Rangers fans. What do you make of it, Gordon? Because there's obviously a lot of Rangers fans that feel their time has come to an end but people may go to extremes but they have had success in their time at Rangers as well but does this summer just feel like a sort of natural parting of ways yeah 100% I I said to, and, and Simon backed it up earlier about you know the goal scoring um, 
efforts Morelos has had throughout the seasons, the European, Ken, I said, was a very talented player. But he can't just stand still. And even, I think it was Conor Goldstone that came out and said, look, after we had that terrific League One and going on to uh, better, we stood still instead of moving on. That's what you've got to do, especially if you're a club the size of Rangers. And when you're sitting there watching, you know, Celtic probably going on to lift a, a, a treble this year, then you think, yes, there's time for change. Now, the thing is, if they'd have tied up Morelis and Kent probably last season, I think Rangers fans would have been quite happy with the bit of business. Unfortunately, they've not done that. They're now coming in for criticism from the Rangers supporters about running down their contract. Now, I don't see them every single week live. I'm in the studio uh, doing the show. It's the Rangers supporters that are giving us information about how they feel about them. Um, look, have they been a big part of Rangers in the last few years with the European success? We win the title? Of course they have. And I don't think you can take that away from them. You'll look at McGregor, who's been a magnificent servant. This will be his last year. Davis as well. So there's a lot of players there It's come to the end of their career. Because I think now Rangers, as Conor Golson said, they need to try and kick on. And it's freshness now they need in the club. And I think everybody would agree. By the way, the two players might be thinking to themselves, you know what, my time's up here. I need a fresh challenge to go elsewhere as well. When players come to the end of their contract I suppose every player is different But can it have an effect on how they are on the pitch? Is it is it something that can play on players' minds Whether it's subconsciously at times? Possibly Possibly uh, I can only go back to my time I'd, I'd already decided I was going to Sheffield Wednesday For six months at Celtic But I didn't didn't treat my job any differently In that six months uh, You look back to I'll talk about the Celtic players Like Edward and stuff like that it, it, his form kind of dipped You know All that uncertainty But I always think as a player If you're wanting To move Or if you're Whatever You want to perform Week in week out That can only help Your situation As far as Dell's points are, I think we touched on it earlier on I said Morelos For me is still the best striker there uh, It's not to ignore anything That he's did at the club Ryan Kent was one kick of the ball away From being an absolute hero For, for Rangers In the, the Europa League final last year but sometimes it's just a natural thing that happens, you know. And for me, I just one of the other callers touched on the body language. I think they maybe have it in their minds that they're, they're moving on, uh, and that's just the way of it. And I think this will be an opportunity. I think for Michael Beale to go out and put his own stamp on it. But what I will say is, look, Gordon said McGregor, Davis, Medellis, Kent. These are four of the biggest Rangers' biggest players over the last period. So these are going to have to be replaced. Dale, what was your next point you wanted to make? Yeah, so I mean, I agree with you there. And, and, but what I'm on to say is that I'm a supporter. And I support the players from the start of their Rangers career to the end of their Rangers career. You know, wh- wh- whatever way that goes. But, you know, for them to achieve uh, the season unbeaten to stop Celtic winning 10 in a row, for me, that's uh, I'll never forget them. But can I just say while I'm on it, um, I don't think there's been enough uh, spoken about it. Um, our captain, James Tavernier, scored his 100th and his 101st goal at Parkhead in Celtic. And he almost got a hat-trick that day. And I would just like to congratulate James Tavernier for being probably... He's probably going to... He will become a Rangers legend. But I just want to let people know that I'm a supporter. I support the players and all this nonsense about... 
you know, the way they're talking negatively and that, I just don't get it. You know, we're supposed to support our club and our teams and and, and our players. You know, and if we have a bad season, we have a bad season. What are we, are we expected to beat Celtic every single time? Are we expected to win every single trophy? Nah, it doesn't work like that. But I'm just on tonight to let uh, the Rangers fans know that I'm a true supporter. Dale says, you know, it, it doesn't work like that, but... <laughs> Does it work like that in this city, Gordon DL? Because that is what Celtic and Rangers are judged on, essentially, is how they compare to the other team. And that is how people will view it. And yes, as Dell says, you know, if Rangers, you know, don't win a trophy this season, it's not going to be the end of the world. Everything's mm-hmm. still going to keep on spinning. But, you know, Rangers fans will, you know, be unhappy at, at that outcome this season. Of course they were. First and foremost, I, I admire Dell coming on and saying about Supporting his team, supporting the players, and and it's brilliant to hear. He's just a he's a football supporter through thick and thin, through good and bad. But unfortunately, when you are at a club the size of Rangers and you've got the club the size of Celtic, the competition is we all know how big and how fierce it is, Andrew. And someone's got to be in top and win. It's the ones that are chasing the the team in top. They're the ones that come under pressure from. Everyone, the supporters, because they demand so much. For Rangers and Celtic, it's all about winning trophies. I know what Dell's saying there about, well, we we're not really bored about uh, winning a trophy this year. It's about supporting it. Celtic are going on to, to win a treble. There's not many Rangers supporters sitting back thinking, well, it's all about supporting the, the, the players and the club. It's about winning for Rangers. It's, it should be a winning mentality. That's the way it is for those the, the, the two clubs. But where I will echo, and sometimes you come in for a bit of criticism on my show, I totally agree with him with Tavernier. I think Tavernier comes in for a hard time. Defensively sometimes, and I know what people will be saying, well, have a look at him on Sunday, he's ball watching, Jota come in. But over the piece what Tavernier's given Rangers, I think he's been absolutely brilliant for him. You touched on it earlier, Simon, just about the rebuild job that Michael Beale has to do. He said after the game on Sunday <clears> that it will be the biggest rebuild that Rangers have seen in a number of years. Yeah. Just how, how big is the scale of that? Because you'd expect that they're probably going to need a new number one goalkeeper. It looks mm-hmm. as if that could be Jack Butland because there's you know a lot of speculation that that deal is close. But if you've got Morelos leaving, you've got Kent leaving, several other players as well that are running out of contract just how big a job does Michael Beale have in his hands well we're touching on Morelos and Kent not bringing a, a, enough to the, their game at, at this particular moment but you look back as, got, uh, as Dale touched on there what they've brought to the Rangers over the last few years Morelos is he not the, the, the top European striker for them mm-hmm. now in terms of goal return so these are big big guys or big shoes to fill really moving forward I just, I just feel it's a natural End of that road for, for these two now uh, And an opportunity for Rangers to go and rebuild But yeah, you're quite right with the, the goalkeeper as well uh, Huge experience, huge character uh, Over the years for, for Rangers Been a, a really big player So the, these are all guys that are going to have to be replaced but See no. the biggest rebuilding, sorry Simon uh, Just to throw one in And I'd be very interested in what the Rangers supporters have got to say about this Tillman for instance, right? Now there's a massive decision to be made because what is it five million clause? Yeah, around around, around that. five, and and probably not. You'll not have the greatest budget in the world. I think you'll you'll free up players for wages, but I think Rangers are starting to look at the the market. He's trying to get some you know some good bargains in there. Um, but would the Rangers fans be sitting here thinking, is it five million to blow on? 
kill me how, how much have, Rangers spend in the summer is a, a big one because Michael Beale said in a press conference a few weeks ago that essentially they talked about budgets for this summer and the way he looked at it is that the, the budget he's been given he feels is is very good in comparison to what Rangers have had what other Rangers managers have had in previous years so it will be interesting to see what kind of budget Michael Beale is working with because he's he's come out openly and, and said that himself yeah yeah listen I think uh, I think Michael Beale I hope he is backed very well uh, Andrew I think that if you get in there and probably he's went into the promise look just get to the summer we've got to do a rebuilding job this is where we are just now we've got a lot of players got to leave we've got a lot of players out of contract players come to the end of their careers as well but my big my big question mark is out of that budget is the chunk of five million for Till has Tillman done enough for that five million for me? Well thank you to Dale. Let's hear from you after the break. Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five. Taking your calls on Scottish football. Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Simon Donnelly here with me, Andrew McLean on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five if you want to get involved or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. The normal uh Tuesday Dream Team has been split up. Where, where is Mark Wilson? Oh, I today? know where I know where oh, is. Where is he? No, oh, he's off and he's jollies as usual down at the Ayrshire Coast at Tubbury. Oh, hanging about with Donald Trump, is he? Yeah, he's down there with DT. Is that how you know him, yeah? yeah uh-huh. D-D. You guys quite close. I'm, I'm glad I got that one right. <laughs> yeah, I just so, think this got... is the second time I've split that pair of not. I know. Two or three weeks, People will be asking questions, by the way. Yeah, he's away down there, um, embarrassing himself playing golf. I was just thinking he got that photo a, a few months ago with Mel, Mel Gibson, Gibson, didn't he? Were we expecting to see a, a wee selfie of Mark Wilson and Donald Trump? <laughs> I think if that was the case, it'd been flashing on my phone as we speak. But uh, they had to nothing. put in all their details. Any of the golfers going down there today? Because Donald Trump. Oh, security, security, security reasons. reasons. Yep. Yep. Well, I'm back in on Thursday actually, so we can ask we can ask Mark all about it yeah, on uh, yeah. Thursday and and see how that went. Right, let's have a look at this full time teaser, oh, shall we? Let's get this one underway. Uh, of course fulltime at Clyde1.com if you want to send this in this one has been sent in by Chris and he says Celtic and Inverness last played each other in the 2016-17 season can you name all eight Celtic scorers from the four games that season what what year did you say 2016-17 so I need the name of eight Celtic players who scored against Inverness that season correct Lee Griffiths is Dembele, one of those Dembele. Dembele is correct as well I'll take Chris Commons here Chris Commons is incorrect I'll take one more from you Simon oh, I didn't know this Simon Christie Ryan Christie did not score Ooh, against Inverness right you've got know. two of the eight Celtic and Inverness last played each other in the 2016-17 season can you name and all Cham. eight Celtic scorers Olivia and Cham no Right, we'll get back to this one. Let's go to Forest. the phones. James Forrest is also a no, so I would maybe just sit there and think about it for a bit <laughs> instead of just I'm throwing out up. wrong answers. Right, let's go to John, who's a Celtic fan in the East End. John, how are you feeling a couple of days on from that game at the weekend? Hi, how you doing, Andrew? Um, Simon Gordon, um, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, good. Um, I think being a Celtic fan right now, um, it can only be good because um, everything's going to be everything and touches right now comes to gold so yeah um, all good the the point I was wanting to make though was <clears throat> this tour that's been uh, that was sort of announced today 
um, for Japan and South Korea. Um, just thinking that that in itself, not that Celtic are not obviously a huge club and known throughout the world anyway, but I don't know. It's kind of a bit of an unknown commodity, the fact that sort of that, the Asia side of things. Um, I know we had sort of a little dabble there with, with Nakamura and stuff like that, but the, the fact that we have so many now, so many Japanese players and obviously O from South Korea, I just think it's going to be an amazing thing for Celtic and it's really going to put Celtic on a map in Asia. Yeah, if you missed this news today, it is that Celtic will be doing a pre-season tour of Japan and South Korea. I think they, they sort of um, announced them separately. First of all, it was Japan, and then they did an announcement video with O about the South Korea leg of this pre-season tour that they're doing. But the way that John's talking about it, Simon, it is a big marketing opportunity as well, because it's obviously a market Ange Postacoglu knows very well. He's worked over there. He has brought over several players from Japan. He's now gone to South Korea and brought in O as well. If you look, yeah. I think Celtic have started their own sort of Celtic Japan Twitter page as well, which is all in Japanese that has over 80,000 followers as well. So it shows that they are, you know, using this as a, as a marketing opportunity as well, which, you know, a lot of big clubs around the world do. Yeah, absolutely. And when I seen that today, I was hoping that the Celtic TV have got a budget for me to go with them to that because it looks amazing. Uh, but yeah, I said earlier on in the, in the show, if you'd said this time two years ago, Celtic have been down a route, but it's because of the, the guy that's come in. He worked in that field, he knew these players from either playing against them or, or working in his team, he knew what they could bring to Celtic. And I think it's been refreshing, exciting, you know, to see these guys coming in alongside O, who's not had a lot of game time yet, uh, the South Korean. So this is a, a big market and opportunity as well to spread the word. I'd imagine the Japanese side will be very interested in having so many players at the one club. It's, it's unusual. Uh, anywhere in Europe, I believe. So, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's captured the imagination, and you know I think this will be a, a fantastic opportunity for Celtic to go to Asia and and, and spread the word there uh, and have a successful pre-season or whatever it is they're going for. Yeah, because we saw it with the Sydney Super Cup mm-hmm. as well during the World Cup break that, that Celtic went off to that Rangers almost went off to, and then that was was cancelled as well. But it's it's these opportunities that Celtic are are trying to make the most of. Oh yeah, uh, it makes common sense for me um, I'm not surprised with it I think that there'll be a lot of Celtic fans Very excited about it, Andrew um, Great for publicity as well You know, spreading the word out there about Celtic And probably a lot of people out there know about the club as well uh, Anyway, because of the way Ange Postacoglu's come over And brought over these sort of players as well And the, the impact that they've made in Scotland so yeah, it makes perfect sense for me and uh, I'm sure everyone's looking forward to that. We were talking quite a bit about Yuki Kobayashi earlier on, John. If I, if I can ask you about Tomoki Iwata, he's a player that's you know maybe had to wait for his opportunities. He's he started a couple more games. He's been coming off the bench for a few more minutes of late. Is he a player that you're excited to see what he can really offer next season once he's got a pre-season under his belt? Yeah, I, I really do actually, and I, I kind of get the feeling he's kind of been moulded into like potentially maybe even another Hitati. Um, plays a kind of very similar role. They actually look very similar as well on the park. Sometimes it's quite difficult from a distance to tell who's who um, because of the stature and the, 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 the sort of build that they have. But yeah, I, I'm very excited about that. And Kobe Ashley as well. He might not be the tallest of defenders, but 
he, I think it was um, something that Gordon said earlier uh, or earlier on the show about how um, Carter Vickers or just brings all these players to kind of out their shell and brings them to the forefront of well, obviously everybody's from what they can see and I, I don't have any issues at all with any of the thing. It's just a shame that uh, Eriguchi didn't. Obviously, that didn't work. Um, but everything that seems to, like I said at the start, everything that seems to be happening that Ange has brought to the club, whether it's came from Japan or Asia or whatever, really, for that matter, has worked. Um, so it can only be a good thing. Yeah, in terms of the success rate of players that have come over from Asia so far, I think we're, we're still to see you know, the likes of Tomoki Iwata and Yuki Kobayashi <clears throat> and O because they were all January signings. They've yeah. still got a, a bit left to show. Ange Postacoglu said that he feels they'll show their best selves after the summer once they've had a pre-season. But Celtic fans will be, you know, really happy with the players that have come in so far. Yes, John talks about Ediguchi and, and that one was maybe seen as yeah. a bit more of a risk and, and <clears throat> hasn't worked out. But you just look at, you know, the success of Kyogo and, and Hitati and Maida, the way it's worked out and they've become such key players for Celtic. They have. It's phenomenal that, that you know, they've, they've almost come in, well, they have. They've come into the, the club and hit the ground immediately. Kyogo last year, I think 20 goals and was out for a, a period of that season. Uh, Maeda and Hitati coming in. I think Hatate dropped off towards the end of the season because you know he'd, he'd been playing in the, the Japanese season uh, and just burnt out a little bit. But you've seen the best of him this year, getting better and better up to he, he picked up that injury. Maeda is just a machine, you know. <laughs> I, I don't know what else. It's just perpetual motion. Every every game he just does not stop, as they, they, they like to talk about. I think he's kicked on for the World Cup. But these guys are huge, huge success. Immediate, almost immediately for Celtic. Iwata. He won the player of the year last year, so I like him. But at the moment, he's finding it, you know, having to push people like McGregor. Moy had a good period there in the team. O'Reilly seems to be one of the, the favourites of the big games. So Iwata's got that challenge to go and do it. But he's, he's shown in games, he's tidy, uh, and he just has to go and stamp his authority on it. Kobayashi's opportunities have been limited as well. So I think these guys will kick on. Oh, oh. You know, hasn't had a lot of game time, but you just look at the other ones. They three that I mentioned first are unbelievable how they the impact they made almost immediately for Celtic, uh, and that's the challenge for the other ones there to go and try and get into the team. The thing about uh, Ange Postecoglou, it takes a lot of compliments for the transfer market and and the Asian side of it, but see when you look as well, you look at the impact Moy, yeah, O'Reilly for instance had. So he's got more strings to his bow. It's yeah. not just that market. He knows different markets as well that he can bring in players that's going to influence his team. Yeah, and I think Celtic fans will be excited to see whether Ange Postacoglu <coughs> has anything else up his sleeve in terms of player fro- players from the Asian market, whether it's the J League, whether it's the, the K League, You know how many players he'll be able to find and unearth and bring well, over because, to Europe. But, but Gordon touches on Moy. Obviously, he worked with the Australian team. So it. it, it it's unusual because he's worked in different fields. You go back to my time, Vim Janssen came from Japan as well, but he'd already worked with a certain Henrik Larsson at Feyenoord, so he knew what he was getting. This is how this is how it happens. You know, you, you go back to people that you can see that can come and have a positive effect, you know, and, and it always, I think a manager always looks at people that he's worked with before or, as I say, maybe up against, and he's got an eye for it. You know, and, and, and his, his, his success rate has been ridiculous up until now. 
John, just speaking sort of generally, looking over the next few weeks as a Celtic fan, how exciting is the prospect of the next few weeks, the chance to win the title at Tynecastle this Sunday, a Scottish Cup final against Inverness on the horizon as well? Um, yeah, like I said right at the start of the call, everything everything is just great at the moment. Uh, uh, I, I think one of the guys, uh, one of the callers earlier mentioned that the fact that the, the, the sort of feel-good factor that is kind of all over Celtic at the moment. It doesn't matter what we do. Even if we go to Tynecastle on Saturday and, and no win, okay, we would like to win. My personal preference, I'd rather win at Ibrox. Um, but um, it, it, it's just the whole thing. It's the fact that he's... he's that, I mean, there's not, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think there's a Celtic fan anywhere that doesn't like Anne's Postacoglu. Um and it's just this feel-good factor. We go into every game thinking we're going to win. Whether we do or not is irrelevant. It's, we just have this unbelievable confidence. And I'm hoping that we can bring you next season with maybe a couple of signings in the summer. I'm not entirely sure where we would actually put them um, or where we need to strengthen. Uh, that's maybe a, a, a call for the future. But I'm hoping next year we can maybe make some sort of dent in Europe. I'm not saying we're going to go there and win the Champions League. That's that's ridiculous. The same with the UEFA Cup. But I'm just saying make some sort of dent this year because last year was we went in with such promise and ended up with very little really at the end of it. And I would just like to take that sort of dominance that we have in Scotland right now, take that into Europe and make it work. Yeah, is that the next step for Ange Postacoglu, Simon, is the European side of things? Because yeah. a lot of Celtic fans enjoyed what they saw in terms of style of play against you know teams in the Champions League group stages. But is the next step going in and being competitive in terms of results and, and seeing what they can do in that regard? Yeah, definitely. And I think that will be at the forefront of Ange Postacoglu's mind as well. How can he take this club even further and and for that, it, it has to come out that group stage. Can they go to the group stage and get out it? I think, as John says there, it's unrealistic for clubs of Celtic stature because of where we are in Scotland and the, and the finances to go and win things like this. But you look at other countries like so Portugal and I think Belgium teams are, are coming out their groups. So I think that's the challenge for Celtic this year. I like the way they went about it last year, you know, taking the game to teams. I like that. I like that style. Yes, they took a couple of heavy defeats. But I think there is a way of losing games. I'd much rather see that than, you know, sitting in camped in for a nil-nil. I think the Celtic fans would as well. But that is the challenge to go and progress and stamp some sort of, make some sort of mark in Europe. Well, thank you to John. Let's get on with this full-time teaser. Celtic and Inverness last played each other in the 2016-17 season. Can you name all eight Celtic scorers from the four games that campaign? So you've got so far Moussa Dembele and Lee Griffiths. I've got, I've got 12. You've got 12 Yeah right. I've, got, I've got the 4 And June the 3rd as well I'd I'd like you to maybe Pick tactically Instead of just throwing Mc, McGregor. Loads of names at me Callum McGregor Callum McGregor Scott Sinclair must be one Callum McGregor is not one Brown. Scott Sinclair is one Brown Scott Brown Yes I see you He ignored me Right um, So we four I'll take I'll take one more from each of you Lustig Mikel Lustig Correct One my, more from you My favourite player I found him at Dundee United Armstrong Stuart Armstrong be, Correct You only have two more to go We'll get the rest after this Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 
0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly and Gordon DL here with me Andrew McLean in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard there is a bit of work to do on the full time teaser but you've only got two answers left so I think I'll leave that until the end we can get on to that a couple of things I wanted to touch on from today you did here in the in Beat the Pundit actually Scotland's women have found out their Nations League group for the inaugural Nations Women's Nations League but drawn against England Netherlands and Belgium I mean Scotland were mm. in pot four but I think fourth eighth and nineteenth all above Scotland in the in the world rankings it's maybe not ideal no, tough one. But again, you want to you want to play against the the best teams, don't you? And the old enemy are in there as well, so that adds a wee bit of spice to that. Yeah, certainly will be good games against England and Netherlands and Belgium. So we'll look forward to those as well. Do you see as well, Graham Dorans is back back playing as well. Was he signed a contract for for who? Johnston Borough in the seventh tier. Wow, back playing, right? Brilliant. Yeah. I, 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 listen. To be fair, he only he only finished up. What was it last summer? I didn't find any left. Age would he be? I don't know, but I'm just thinking back to my time at Partick, either coaching or playing. He was mm. was he at Livy? Did he yes, start at Livy? Started at Livy. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that, that was many moons ago. So he must be. Well, listen, he must bit. just have the lovely football. You, you find some players like that though that just yeah. that just want to keep on playing for as long as as possible and you're you're to you're kind of go to whatever absolutely no chance. I could not wait for a career to finish. <laughs> Yeah, I th- tried to finish what age did you I tried no. to finish mine at 21 um, <laughs> what age was it when I, I was player manager up. at Air when I was 34 and I played about 2 or 3 games and uh, I thought nah, I was 35 I not, not enough enough for me Yeah, I've, I've entertained enough <laughs> oh well, we'll see what Graham Dorans can do at, at Johnston Borough let's take a look at uh, Barry Robson actually shall we because he was appointed the, of course, permanent manager of Aberdeen. No real shock there, given the impact he's had since he came in. Just looking at the table there up on the wall, it's all green, which signals win after win. Their yeah. form has been great. They've actually opened up a gap on Hearts, who more or less a few weeks back would have been third. Everybody would have fancied them for third, yeah. but Aberdeen have turned mm. that round. Since that disappointment at Darville, Barry's come in and done a great job, and it's, it's great to see him rewarded with a permanent role. Yeah, I agree with that. I think every Aberdeen uh, fan uh, will be happy with the news. Um, they've got a good set up now. Alan Burrow's gone up there from Motherwell. We know about the job he done at Motherwell. Terrific. He's a good pair of hands up there. Barry Robson, he's looked at his results. He's looked at the way he's transformed the club lately. And he feels going forward he's a right man. We wish him all the best. Yeah, well, he was speaking today for the first time since he was appointed as permanent manager. He anticipates a busy summer as he plans an overhaul of his squad. Of course, signed a two-year contract yesterday. Seven successive wins he's had. Uh, since he took over, of course, there was a win against Rangers at Pataudry as well. He says he's confident he can help build something special. What I want to do is just win football matches. And I know it sounds um, very simple to say, but it's very hard to do. Um, and we need to do that. You'll never hear me shouting from the rooftops when things are going well. You'll never hear me shouting from the rooftops when things are not going so well. Balance is a huge word in football, and you need to make sure you do that right throughout everything that you're trying to achieve, whether that's recruitment, whether that's uh, winning football matches, whatever it is, that's what my focus is totally on um, for the football club and for the players and for the staff. So we will be built on hard work. Um, that's the way I was as, as a player and a person. That's the way I was brought up. So, um, and when you do that, you've got a you've got a chance to do well. Yeah, promoting from within it's a real trend at the moment, isn't it? You're seeing it not only up here but down south as well. A lot of clubs are doing it. There is 
mixed success but we've seen with Motherwell it's done really yeah. well with Stuart Kettlewell mm. you know they went from a point where they were in a real relegation scrap to very much safe now the way things are looking at the table and the job Barry Robson's done he, he knows the club inside out yeah. Barry Robson and fans will just be hoping that he continue he can continue on that run they've been on at the moment I mean seven successive wins don't know how sustainable that is but certainly going no, into that, big games are with full of confidence yeah but that, that run has got him the job you know it's got him the opportunity but it's just that, that as Barry says himself there he's an experienced campaigner in football he's worked there for a numerous amount of years as a coach so this is the next step for him but yeah football you've got one seven in a row but you're only as good as your, your next game really in football and this is the challenge now for Aberdeen if they can cement that third place it's a tremendous effort for them that's where they should be a club like Aberdeen and then they have to go and do it again next year yeah because they, they've had those wins they've certainly he's improved a lot of the players who were already at the club defensively they look a lot better as well Aberdeen fans will now be keen to see what he's able to do in the summer in terms of bringing in his own players you know what a Barry Robson team will look like when he's got his own recruitment in there that, that's an important thing um, yes he's undoubtedly done brilliant to achieve what he's achieved and got the job and he deserves that of course he does but next year will be a massive year for him because you look at this year for instance I think there's only four clubs in that league have not changed their manager so you don't get long now in this job um, the one thing I liked about him uh, his first of, uh, decision as caretaker He removed the captain He put the captain out of the club So he, he made strong um, decisions And obviously it's it's what benefits for him And it'll be interesting to see the challenge Aberdeen's got to make next season There seems to be a real bond between Robson and the fans already They seem to have really taken <clears> to him Yes, results yeah. help that But I think a lot of the Aberdeen fans have been really impressed by you know the way he speaks as well yeah. he's, he's very open and quite honest when he talks to the press speaks very well yeah he does talk well I, I know Barry you know our paths have crossed over the years uh, and as I say he's an a, a experienced campaigner in Scottish football which will help him he was saying there himself doesn't get too high doesn't get too low uh, and I think it's a great start from there it really is uh, it helps when you've got a couple of guys at the top end of the, the table uh, the, the park like said Duke and Mayofsky that have contributed goals this year. Uh, can they keep them? That's the challenge for a club like Aberdeen. Can they hold on to the the better players and then progress? So yeah, interesting to see. But it's off to a fabulous start. Yeah, we're quite early in terms of looking ahead to the weekend, Gordon. But mm. you look at that fixture at three o'clock on Sunday. Rangers at home to Aberdeen. We saw what Aberdeen did the last time they played Rangers. Rangers now also off the back of a defeat at Hamden to Celtic in the Scottish Cup semi-finals. Aberdeen fans and Barry Robson and the players you'd think will be going there with a spring in their step well, they'll certainly fancy it um, of that there's no doubt there's a little bit of added pressure there because as much as I know that every Rangers fan and probably Michael Beale will be the same he can't wait to the, get to the summer get the season out the road and then look to plan for next year but up until then you've still got to win football matches because yeah. look, he, he will not get sacked right and I don't think he deserves a sack but what will happen to him is if he stumbles against Aberdeen and then he's got Celtic, for instance, and he doesn't win that game, the criticism will be unbelievable. He'll yeah. certainly feel it, but I just think it's fair to him as coming in as a manager and hearing what he's, he's, he's had. He's had one window. He's brought in two players. Unfortunately, Tillman wasn't one of them in January. I think that would have been a big turning point for him. But 
I think it's all about the summer for uh, Michael Beale for me. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of what Michael Beale needs to do between now and the summer is about maybe trying to limit the pressure that's going to be on him at the start <laughs> yeah. of next season because yeah. if Rangers can go on a run and win a few games, maybe beat Celtic as well, then fans will maybe be looking at things a bit more positively. But if there are a few bad results between now and the summer, it just ramps up pressure, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, and, and he won't need that. He won't, he won't want that either. Daz is right, you know, the game at the weekend, they have to bounce back from the disappointment of the semi-final, but you're absolutely right, they've got a great, if I was the manager, I'd be thinking that you've got a great opportunity at home against Celtic to go and try and stem that tide, because Celtic have got the hold over Rangers, that is no doubt just now, and that can only change with Rangers winning one of these fixtures. If that doesn't happen and Celtic were got to go on and win that one again, it does. It, it just turns the heat up that little bit more. So... I think he'll be looking yet yeah, to next season, but he'll want to finish this season in some sort of position where you know the fans are still supporting him on side. And we'll have plenty of build up throughout the week towards Friday night, which looks absolutely huge in the Scottish Championship. Just looking at the table now, that is going to be an incredible night of football, isn't it? Especially with uh, Queen's Park against Dundee at Oakleview. Yeah, it was uh, as it stands at the weekend there. We had that in the studio because. Queen's Park at one point were leading and all they needed against Dundee was a, a win or a draw. I think it's now reversed. Dundee are in yeah. um, total command of that. But a one-off game, end of the season, at home, although that you can argue it's not their home pitch, but they're at least not going to Dens Park. Be a sellout, terrific atmosphere. That'll be a cracker. Absolute cracker. The fact that every single team, apart from Wraith Rovers, 10-team league, nine teams still have something to play for on the final Mm, night of the season is just absolutely incredible. It's great for the Championship. You know, it's always a a division that serves up, you know, it's always close at both ends of the table. Uh, But to serve that game up as the last game, a title decider, you know, it couldn't have worked out any better. Uh, and it's going to be really exciting, you know, and they could probably put that at Hamden, you know, and, and got a, a really big crowd in for that game because I think that's going to be, I think Dundee will bring a lot of support as well, so yeah, interesting. Right, let's finish off this teaser. Celtic and Inverness last played each other in the 2016-17 season. Can you name all eight Celtic goal scorers? Dembele, Armstrong, Sinclair, Brown, Lustig and Griffiths are the six of the eight you've got. Two the, more answers needed. The one that was staring us right in the face. Tom Rogic Tom Rogic is correct We need one more From mm. you Wasn't staring us in the face But I eventually got it Ah oh, the glory Kieran Tierney Kieran Tierney is correct You have all eight So yes There we go And thank you very much For all your calls All your tweets Tonight Thank you for listening in as well well done to Luke who won the tickets to Simon stop the 10 night at the SEC Armadillo we'll have more tickets to give away on Beat the Pundit tomorrow night as well of course we will be back tomorrow night and all week building up to what is going to be a huge weekend of football in the Scottish Championship as we mentioned there so many big games and then on to the Premiership this weekend where Celtic could wrap up the title at Tyne Castle. Lots to bring you throughout the week. We'll be back tomorrow night, but make sure to stick around because Callum Gallagher is up next.